0: Wow! Here we are again.
1: Yay! Welcome everyone.
0: <laughs> and, and welcome our special guest, Brent, uh, yeah. coming live from California. I mean, we've got a little bit more of a span of the of the globe. We've got uh, California. Yeah. We have Ontario and the UK. So, it's
1: so gradually for taking, taking over.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, my friend. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's always a joy and. And we're certainly looking forward to just just chatting and just having a good conversation yes. as as yeah. we've had in the past. So
2: yeah, great to be with you. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, well, it is. Uh, hopefully, all the the technical stuff works out. You know, we're we're all guys. You know, we're all pretty much the same age. You know, we're. I don't think we're doing too bad when you think about. <laughs> you know, when you when you think of the all the the young, fellas that uh, usually are in the technology. We're you know we're holding their own. I think so.
1: Well, I think we do a pretty good job, eh, Barry? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anybody in in your sphere that has joined the the live stream or will join or maybe watch afterwards. But certainly, we do want to welcome all of your friends from Vibrant Life yeah. and your church, maybe in in California. And as yeah. we were we were talking, you know, just before we came on live, it is just such a such a joy to to be able to. Discover and that's a, that's basically what I said to you the first time I met you. It's just like this is a this is my brother. We carry the yeah. same revelation, and so yeah. I mean, it's just been so wonderful to to get to know you, and and of course now you've met Mark, and uh, you know, and again this the connections just keep going on and on, and and, yeah. and our friends around the world that that tune in.
2: Yeah, I love how the kingdom works that way, God. Keeps uh, causing us to bump into amazing, amazing people like you too. Love, yeah. love your hearts. And yeah, Barry, when we connected, I'm like, wow, why have I not met this guy before now? <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> well, I guess in, in, in when, when we kind of compare it to eternity you know just the the few years we miss because you're you're not going to get rid of me forever so. <laughs> that's awesome, <laughs> awesome. Uh, so good. mark are there uh, anything new with you or is there any any kind of uh any things that we need to announce before we we get going the only
1: thing just to mention is next week is our last one of this season uh, next Wednesday, Barry's going to be wearing his Christmas hat and his flashing lights, <laughs> and I'll be my normal serious self. <laughs> um, so next week will be the last one, and then I think we're starting on the 11th of January again. Barry, right. is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think yes. Yeah, so right. um, maybe a bit of a party next week. I'll put me. I'll put me party lights on. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, he talks about him being the serious one. He has a light show behind him where he can have fireworks and you know, like disco, you know, lights and everything. So, so yeah. Yeah, actually, I fully so, expect that next week. So, yeah, I'll, I'll have
1: it ready for you.
0: Well, but I'll, I'll leave you two
1: guys to have a conversation. I'll be be listening and cheering you on, um, and then probably come back at the end. Hey? Yeah.
0: Well, before you go and don't go okay. too quickly. Would you mind opening in prayer and then we'll
1: absolutely love to yeah father we thank you that we are your family yeah we are your Mm. sons and daughters Mm -hmm. and just thank you for the joy of meeting uh, a new Mm. member of that family this evening and father i pray for brent as as he shares that as he shares his heart it will be your heart that's coming through through that father that the words he says will be your words Mm and Father I pray that as this conversation goes on our hearts would be touched again Mm -hmm. by the enormity and the magnitude of your amazing love for us Mm -hmm. and that we would see things tonight today that we've not seen before and Mm -hmm. our hearts would respond with an Amen Mm -hmm. so Father speak to our hearts and Father bless Brent as he shares and Thank you, Father, that you're good. You're always
0: good. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Mark. We'll we'll see you in a bit. See you in a bit. All right. So here we go. It's uh, the the three have become two. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you're from, and yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm from California, from the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, my wife, Suzanne and I have, uh, been here for the last 30 plus years and, uh, uh, let's see, we got two pretty phenomenal sons, uh, and, and both are married and one now, uh, has given us our, our first grandchild, a, a granddaughter who we, who we get to watch two days a week, the joy of our lives. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of our, our family and, and, uh, we, uh, yeah, we're just, just sharing this part too. We were, I, I actually was, was, uh, came here on a pr- pretty supernaturally. Uh, this was, I don't know that I shared this with you, Barry. Um, had a, a, a dream. I was in seminary, finishing up seminary 30 years ago and, uh, had a couple months to go, didn't have a job yet. I was getting a little anxious, had a wife to take care of. And, uh, in this anxious state, I, I, uh, went to sleep one night and Jesus came to me in a dream. And he he walked right up to me, and um, you know our church is called Blazing Fire, and sometimes people ask me why that name. Uh, and 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 one of the reasons, one of the main reasons, is because in Revelation it talks about his eyes of blazing fire, which is really his passionate gaze, his it's his fiery love for us. And and I saw those eyes in this dream; they they looked right at me. And uh, he asked me a question. He said, Brent, do you love me? And I said, you know that I do. You know I do, Lord. And he said, don't worry. I have a place for you. And when he said that, he reached out and he touched me. Mm-hmm. And in that moment I, right in that moment, I lit up with the glory with a, I would just call it a billion volts of love light, like just consuming me. And the very next moment I was wide awake in my bed, but still lit up in the glory. I, I was still lit up with his, with this, electric love shooting all through me and um, all I could do was just sit there and weep and uh, I won't tell the the long version but really he just parted the waters and two months later we were in the Bay Area. Um, He's given us promises about this region, about his love, about what he's going to do and in reaching the hearts of people he so loves in this region. So that's why we've been here and stay here and um there you go that's <laughs> wow. i don't I, again like i said i don't know i told you that story um
0: no. No, he, yeah he didn't and and,
2: and in fact uh, it was seven years later we I, I, again I cut out some of the details just because of time but we thought we were leaving the area and he uh, again very supernaturally came uh in, in a dramatic way uh while, while suzanne and i were at, watching a movie in a movie theater and uh Holy Spirit just descended upon me. I felt like I was in a a bubble where I, I, it was just me and, and the Lord, um, and telling me why I was to stay in this area and what he was doing in this area and I wasn't to go anywhere. So I've had some, we've had some pretty dramatic, uh, encounters that have, that have really, um, tethered our hearts Mm. to God's heart for this region. Wow. So, um, yeah. So here we are.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: let's see. Few other things, and then we'll we could talk about other stuff. But I, um, as I mentioned, I'm a pastor of uh, Blazing Fire Church. It's actually in Dublin, California. Um, blazingfire.org uh, for those of you that might be interested. And uh, we're a Saturday night church, six o'clock. And um, we, what else? Um, an author of a book, um, uh, Always Love, That's it's in several. Um, different uh, translations different languages around the world and uh, we'll probably get into some of the story behind that in a little bit Uh, but also I have a a YouTube channel uh, called Vibrant Life which I'm just loving started that two years ago and just basically pouring my heart out to help people encounter a, a really good God a God who's in love with with you who are watching and um and then also on Facebook, if you're there, I have a vibrant life with Brent Locker uh, Facebook group. So there you go. There's a a little bit about what's going on.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I, and I do want to to mention myself. This is just for me. About you mentioned your book, and I I happen to have my own personal copy that I got, and I, I it I'm just loving it. You know, I'm still in it, and I'm chewing on it, and enjoying it, and <laughs> uh, always loved and. Um, one of the, our mutual friends, Leif Hetland, uh, in, when he endorsed the book, he, he, he said, I think when he was reading it, that he felt waves upon waves of, of liquid love just flooding in. And I, I can say the same thing. I feel that it was just like, you know, the, just the way that the, the Lord has just allowed you, just led you to, to write it. It's just like, I love you, I love you, I love you. I, I keep loving you, you know, and it's just like, wow, and it was it's amazing. So I just want to encourage you uh, if you just go to Amazon you, can, you could order that if you're, you're interested in that as well and again what, do you know what languages it's available in?
2: It's in uh, Spanish and in Chinese on, um, on Amazon it's also in Luganda which is a dialect in Uganda where I've gone many times and uh, ministered to you know, hundreds of pastors there and, um, and also in Arabic uh, but those last two are not on Amazon yet uh so
0: yeah that's that's amazing one of the uh, uh, you, know, you know some of the the little points that really kind of uh kind of stick with me I, just the when you talked about trying to describe the kind of in the indescribable love of god and you mm-hmm. try to explain the grand canyon to a 3 year old right and <laughs> like how can you describe the indescribable to a 3 year old and, and and then how you said the best way to describe it is to just bring the little child up to take a look at the canyon and you know the the most appropriate response and the only response is wow. You know and and I know it like so your book is all about the wow of God. And uh and just not only the book but you. You carry this. And so yeah, I just, you know, want to honor you in that and just you know Thank thank you for what your your passion is just to you know, we can never overstate. The right. love of God, right? Like, I think there's a, a fear. Sometimes people think, "Oh, you, you know, you know, you get, you got to be careful. You got to keep people hemmed in because you, you yeah. know, God forbid that you know He's nicer than we imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want
2: to overdo it for heaven's sake. Exactly. So I actually I wrote that book, um, well, because of some of my own encounters, which we'll probably talk about in a few. But I, I wrote it to help people to get off the performance track. Wow. Of trying to earn love that that literally is killing us because because if we think we have to earn it, then how do you know you 've done enough i mean basically you never have you never do enough there 's always this sense of lack or you know maybe God will love me more if yeah. you know and and that if never gets answered and and so uh I wrote it to to lead people into experiential encounters, not just head knowledge. But rather, I even in the book, I say, you know, go, go try this. And the next sentence is, no, really, put down the book and try it. Cause I know <laughs> people are going to just read right through it. And I'm trying to get people to do something different, to experience something different about the Father's love. And um, yeah. anyway, you know, it's fun
0: no it's and, and it's it's amazing, you know, and again, because you know after every chapter there's the the questions and the kind of the exercises it it yeah. really does put a very very practical application to yeah. something that it goes beyond the intellect you know it really does open up our hearts, yeah, so, yeah. and so like your own personal journey uh mm-hmm. coming to know God as a father in a deeper way right. anything ab- about that that you'd want to share or
2: Sure. Do Do we have ten hours, two days? <laughs> sure. <are? laughs> yep. I'm ready. It's let's just say, as you well know, it's ongoing. You know, it's ongoing, ever expanding, ever unfolding. There's just no end to the the exploration, uh, the joy of exploring the Father's passion for for me, for us, as his kids. But I can certainly point to you know a few things that really were were key moments. Um and uh maybe like some of some of you out there, I did grow up in a church home, so I had a a, a general awareness of god and god 's love um but I would say it wasn't really until many years later early adulthood that I began to there were certain authors that really started to get me that started to tug at my heart and you know i I realize i 'm dating myself here, but people like Max Lakato and others that um, that just, they would talk about the Father's love in, in a way that would make me cry because my, my spirit would start, you know, feeling it. And I knew there was more. I just knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I certainly, certainly another big one is, is, is encountering Holy Spirit as a very real, person um, you know sometimes we hear about the father being real and Jesus being real Holy Spirit's job is to make the father real and to make Jesus real to us and so um, I had a very dramatic encounter with with uh, the Holy Spirit um, that washed over me and and I would say that absolutely one of the ways I describe it is almost like you um, <laughs> Dorothy and the, the Wizard of Oz, when she goes from black and white into color, it's like that's what happens when, when you're encountering the spirit in a new way, or in, in a fresh way, when there's a, a washing of the spirit over us. It's like, it's just like going from black and white to color. So that was, that was super dramatic, uh, and important, but I'm, I'm kind of skipping over those because I want to get to the ones more about, about, uh, my encounter with the Father and, and the one i would really go to is is that um after i had been a pastor for 7 years i launched out to uh plant a church and um if any of you are business owners it's it's very similar to that where you kind of have a vision and a dream and you're you know it was my first chance i was so excited i'm like ah, i got a chance you know to 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 draw people to to jesus to let them see who the father is and um and it, you know for a couple of years it was really uh, amazing and we, we people so many people had really um fascinating life-giving encounters with a very real father real real god and then then we went through a couple of really hard years and um it was it was basically the leadership there were there were three of us that were leading together and we were trying to work things out and if I look back and I'm just honest, cause I'm, I'm much, I'm much older now. Uh, this was, this was back about, uh, you know, 25 years ago. Um, and I was in a much different age of life, stage of life. And, um, I would just say much, much more immature and not really, uh, understanding the ways of love, um, the way that I do now. And, and so I think the three of us were trying to work it out and we just couldn't. And it, it ended up. Uh, Andy, I ended up giving that church that I had started over to the other two gentlemen, the other two men, and said, I, I, yeah, uh, uh, we can't seem to work out our differences and agree on where we're going with this. And uh, the way I'm telling it is almost, uh, almost seems too sterile because as it was happening, it was, it was crushing me and it lasted this struggle uh, of trying to figure these things out lasted for about two years and it was just like heart dagger after heart dagger. And, and and some of the people in our church were leaving because they, they could tell something was wrong, you know? And, and, um, and at the end of all this, when I gave it, when I gave the church to the other two, it, it was like, it was almost like giving a child, a baby to someone else, you know, your own child. It It was crushing. And, but more than, more than just that, the, the my own dreams being crushed it was very much about that uh, but it was about it, it, it was like that i thought i was a disappointment to god
1: mm-hmm.
2: i thought I was a big disappointment god here you entrusted something to me i had these dreams and visions of doing some great things for you god that's the way i saw it at the time all these great things i was going to do for god and they all kind of came crashing and burning in a heap in the floor. And there I was basically a, a, a mess and not even knowing what I was going to do with my life. I, at that point, I didn't even know if I was going to continue to pastor. Mm-hmm. And and so it was in this place, I needed to share enough of the story to let to let you know, um, you who are listening, that, that there are times when we're going to go through really crushing moments in life. And it kind of seems like the end. And it seems like, you know, the the things you thought your life was gonna be about are, are, are seeming to fall to the ground and I wanna tell you these are the moments when God meets us. I, I would I would say more powerfully than just about any other time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it even references the scripture um in um it's in uh Romans um, chapter two where it says it's the kindness of God. Mm-hmm. That leads us to repentance it's his kindness and love and that that word repentance is drawing us back to remember who we really are who he says we are and so it was in this time where i was i felt like a failure one of the best things i did though is i didn't disconnect or distance or run from god i the one thing i did do was i cried to god you know i I kept engaging him. And what happened here is just beautiful. He he took me on a journey that was several months long where he was just affirming and affirming and affirming his love, washing over me with his love. And early on, it was hard to take because there was that part of me that kept resisting. Oh, no, you can't love me. I'm the guy that made a mess of things. And he would say, no, son, you don't understand. I don't love you ever because of what you do or don't do. I love you because you're mine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in, in this season, I was also listening a lot to Graham Cook. Uh, he was one of those different people come, different fathers and mothers in the faith kind of at different times are so influential. Well, Graham Cook was very influential to me at that time. And my wife and I would just sit for hours listening to his messages. And he would, he would say things I won't say, I won't do his accent well, but he would say, he loves you because he loves you. Because he loves you, because he loves you, because that is what he is like, and I would sit there and weep and think, "Oh God, could this really be true?" Yeah. And and then I I started to go to places. I went to Toronto. Some of you maybe know about. There's a vineyard uh, at the time. It was the Father's. What's it called? The the, Toronto,
0: what is the, the the Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship was the the
2: church. Yes, yes, the Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship, and so. I went there because I thought, oh, I need to go there and just get doused with more of the of Father's love. And I didn't even make it there before. The Father was just pouring His love again. I was I was at the Niagara Falls just watching masses of water from the river flowing in and over. And, and I was just looking. It's mesmerizing to see that much water. And God says, oh, yeah, that's a drop in the bucket compared to my love that is constantly cascading over you. And then I would go to parks around Canada. This is still before I even got to the church. I didn't even make it there before he was pouring his love over me. And again, feeling like a failure, and he just said, no, let me tell you, I love you, I love you, I love you, son. And this is when I started doing something different, and I write about this in my book. I started to um, say things like I meant them, because i was starting to feel it i was starting to say daddy i called him daddy daddy you love me and i would say it with my arms open wide you know out in the in these parks and i was just daddy you love me and if i needed to say more i'd say you love me because i you love me cuz i'm your son i'm your boy and and i would say it you know with tears streaming down and and this was what those two months looked like now what was happening is, is that God was resetting my heart to everything that mattered because He wasn't asking me to quit. He didn't, He didn't see me as a failure, but He needed to reset some things. And here's some amazing things, Barry, that came out of this time. This is what, one of the main things was what This was kind of after loving on me. Then he started to teach me, you know, some deeper truths, some things I needed to learn. Because he's a good father who instructs his kids. And he said to me, uh, Brent, I don't want you ever again to find your identity in being a pastor, mm-hmm. but only in being my son. Because my disappointment came because I had put most of my eggs in that pastor basket being my identity and so then when that whatever i thought i was building for god <laughs> started to crash and burn then then there went my self-worth yeah and see as long as as we whenever we attach our worth to our identity that's other than being god's loved child well then that's gonna go that's gonna go like this all the time you know up and down uh and and so he had to teach me that. And and here was another one and I just referenced it. I don't want you to do things for me anymore. Then and, and you might think, what? We're supposed to do good things for God. He says, No, no, no. Let's do things together. I want you to do things with me. Yeah. It's much more fun that way.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I'll share a third one. I'll see if you want to chime in here, Barry, before before I share the other stories. But uh but a third one was I don't want you to build a church. I already did that. Mm -hmm. Remember, Jesus said, I will build my church. Jesus Mm -hmm. said, I will build my church. I thought I was building a church for God. He says, no, no, son, I already got that one covered. I want you to build my kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that was a game changer because when we're trying to build something and we're finding, and I'm speaking not just to pastors, but anyone listening who's, Again, maybe you've got your own, whatever you're doing where you're trying to find your identity in that. But but when you're when you're finding your identity in that and it and it crashes and burns, then I like I said, you're going to kind of go down with it. Mm-hmm. But instead, the Lord told me, I want you. I want you only to find it in me and in building Together with me, the kingdom, which means no longer, because I'm not trying to find my identity in what I do, I don't have to control things. I don't have to try to manipulate things to feel better about myself. And we all do this at times. And I still can, I still can fall into that trap. And God says, eh, eh. <laughs> remember my kingdom, my kingdom. Not, it's not your thing. It's actually my thing. And by my choice, I make it our thing. I make it something we get to do together. We get to love people into health and wholeness. Whether it personally benefits me or not is irrelevant. It, I just get to love people and help them know who they are. And that is the big deal. And I know you do this a lot, Barry. It's what your life's about.
0: Well, I mean, you, when you're, everything you're saying, I'm saying, Amen, Amen, Amen. You know? And I, I think of John five nineteen and twenty. And of course, the calling of the Christian life is to be conformed into the image of the Son, which is Jesus. And Jesus Himself, how He lived His life, He said in John five nineteen, the Son can do nothing of Himself; He can only do what He sees His Father doing. And then the next verse really indicates the relationship. It shows us, as for the Father loves the Son. Yes. and shows him all that he does. And and when we begin to understand that, you know, the kingdom that has been given to us, Jesus said, fear not little flock, it's your yes. father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's a kingdom that it originates in the heart of the father. And so out of his desire just to share the inheritance with his kids, he just shows us what he's doing. And so we're just partnering with him yes. and in life. And, you know, it. it I think, you know, so, so often in, You know, having a bit of an A-type personality myself, and feeling I can easily take on false responsibility, you can carry. You know, especially in, in our Christian life, when you think of the Great Commission, you can carry the weight of the world on your shoulders pretty easily. You know, feeling I have to do it. But when you think that it's me and my dad, and we're going on these great adventures, it just totally changes things. So that's Uh,
2: cool. Takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Oh
0: my gosh. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, and God's saying, "Why why why are you doing that? Why the pressure?" <laughs> you know, "Come to me, my yoke is easy," Jesus said. You know, yeah. my burden is light. Uh and uh yes. So so yeah, we it's a right, it's a journey. That's what I was saying about all this is we have this tendency all of us to beat ourselves up about where we think we're not or or how much we don't get of God's love. It's like, "No, no, no. Just just rest. That's mm. so what he keeps inviting us into. Is rest. Just come here and rest. Just come listen to my heartbeat of love for you, yeah. and let me help you. Let me take you by the hand, and and let's walk together. And I, okay, here you and I have grandchildren stories, but now with our granddaughter who's just learned to walk, um, you know we're now taking her around. Our we have a court at, here in, in in Pleasanton where we live. And, uh, you know, taking her by the hand and, and now I'm seeing just again through the father's eyes the joy of walking her and around and letting her try her feet out. And then she stumbles sometimes, no problem. We pick her up. She's, and she sees the world in a way that I don't again because of a little child's eyes. But this is what our father does with us. He wants to explore life with us. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. And and the truth is, you know, he's the ancient of days. So he's a lot older than us, you know, you know, and, and it's, it's one of those things that the father child age thing is relative, you know, because the older I get, you know, the older our kids get, and as you have your two boys, but in our hearts, there's still our little, little guys, right? Our little, our, are just much loved little children. And, and I think the father just carries that love from eternity for us And, and from eternity. Yeah. And you know, I know, I think of, you know, you're again just mentioning your book again, but the I love the tagline uh that says you are God's treasure, not his project, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just think like what would life look like in even in Christian ministry if we realize that, you know, it's not like a we're a project that he's right. trying to sort us out, but we are right. his absolute delight.
2: Right. Yeah you know that the the project the reason why I, I love that tagline too and and i think honestly people when they see the title you know they're like oh that okay i always loved okay that's good then they see the tagline oh i'm his treasure not his project and that really to me describes the difference of how god sees us as a treasure and then how often we see ourselves Well, i'm a project i'm I'm a problem child. Um, God has to put up with me. Uh, none of those things are true. Like He's so infatuated, thrilled with us. And um, boy, this can go in a whole different direction, Barry. But I was just thinking about the the difference. What God sees, reason why we're His, we're his treasures, because He sees the authentic self, the real self, the one He created in His image. That's the only one He sees. Yeah. And and then we got this problem with our false self, which is which is the wrong concepts of how we see ourselves and how we're judging ourselves and other people based on the wrong things, that really get us into a lot of uh, you know a lot of hot water, a lot of troubles because we are uh, again we're so brutal, we're so brutal on ourselves. And God God just wants to say, would you let me love you into wholeness? One of my one of my favorite scriptures around this one. I don't have it right in front of me, but it's Ephesians 5, and it's where Paul talks about um, husbands and wives, but he says he's really talking about Jesus and the church. Mm. And in the message, it says it this way. It says that that Jesus is washing us with his words. He's, he's uh, washing us and making us extravagantly beautiful because of the words he's speaking over us and this is what i've been convinced of is we are never going to be uh god's desire is that we be more and more like him which is the image we're created already created in the one who is you know is love but um, but how we're going to get there is never going to be because we try harder because we try to fix ourselves or you know that's that's coming again from the wrong tree uh Boy, there's a reference there that we'd have to back up and explain <laughs> a wrong understanding of ourselves. But instead, this is what this is what that scripture is saying in Ephesians five. Jesus is going to tell us who we are yeah. until we believe it. And then when we don't believe it and we start operating out of our wrong selves and making a mess of our, our, ourselves in our lives, he says, OK, let me tell you again who you are. Yeah. And he, you, you are made in my image. You are love. I'm speaking to some of you right now. You, you, you are holy and altogether beautiful. There are so many scriptures that talk about how God sees us. And Jesus is going to tell you this over and over and over again. And as we believe it, we start to operate. We start to function out of our true selves. And then the love that's already within us starts to bubble up. And then people start to see the Jesus in us. Yeah. And this is the process we're in.
0: Well, and and I think of, you know, I think of the scripture uh, that says walk worthy to your calling, right? And the the legalistic mindset says, okay, what do I need to do to be worthy enough for that calling? But yeah. the truth yeah. is walking worthy to your calling is walking according to who you already are in God's sight. you already are. That's it. It's just like you know, like in the way I, you know, the language I use oftentimes. You know, when I think of <clears throat> if I'm fearful or insecure or whatever, I, it's like I'm thinking like an orphan, right? I have that orphan mentality. And right. you know, and I just believe, as we you mentioned before, that you know we're on a journey, and this is a continuum. And I, the way I describe it is, like I feel the Father is continuing to love that orphan mindset out of me.
2: Right. Because right.
0: it's when I think I'm something that I'm not, and I think, well, then you know, I have to, you know, I have to, you know, think about the future, and I have to manage life, and I have to prepare, and I have to do this, and I go, no, you know, right. I'm not thinking as a son. I'm, right I'm thinking in this 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 false identity, and even when you mentioned the 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 wrong tree right with the tree of knowledge right. of good and evil versus yeah. the tree of life even the the deception that the serpent came and said, If you take of this tree, you will be like God. The truth is, they were already like God
1: um, Yes. yes. <laughs> and that
0: was the deception right so uh, it's it's it really is uh, such a joy to to be able to declare this this message right of, of the father's affection for yeah. for the planet you know not just yeah. for for those who are able to leap uh, you know buildings at a single bound <laughs> He, yes. loves, he yeah. his love he and thinking about you know the high priestly prayer in john 17 where when jesus is praying that they might know that they that you love them mm-hmm. as even as you love me Mm -hmm. you know because we think of the the firstborn the perfect son jesus how does the father love well he you know he he's never done anything wrong but the father Mm -hmm. loves each and every one of us in the exact same way yes with all his heart all his mind and all his strength
2: yes yeah no difference yep yep so for those for those who think well god can't can't love me because i'm a mess and uh clearly clearly uh if you knew what i did today or yesterday or last year or whatever then you'd know why god can't love me and god says no i love you the same as jesus and so if you're i just want to say anyone if you're struggling with god loving you just just for a moment just for a moment try to capture the best you can understand how you think the father loves Jesus, yeah. the one who came out of the baptismal yeah. waters of the Jordan where the Father said, this is my beloved son, this is my boy yeah. who I love, who with whom I'm well pleased. And then you can put yourself in that place of how the Father loves you yeah. the very same way he says about you. You're, this is my boy, this is my girl, this is the one in whom I am well pleased. Wow.
0: Like when you think about that, right? And of course, we know it at at a level in our understanding, you know. But like to think about what would change in our life hmm. if that was like the 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 constant reality of right. living out of that place of being completely and absolutely yeah. loved.
2: Yeah. Well, there's a there's there's a a scripture in uh, Romans. Eight. Uh, I want to read it and then and then uh, just share a story just to to kind of answer that. Um, uh, Romans eight twenty nine. Um, it says, "For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning. You mentioned from eternity to share in the likeness of his son. This means the son who is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters, which would be us." Who will become just like him. And I think the journey, the journey of love and why I say the, the, the father's love is such a, a foundational game changer is because if we don't, if we don't, uh, start to become aware of the father's passionate love for us no matter what, then we can't trust him. And if we can't trust him, we won't give him access to our hearts for him to take a look at some of the wounded places, some of the things that have gotten in the way of of knowing who who he says we are, some of the reasons why we're we so down on ourselves. And he says, no, if you'll just give me access, I'm actually going to, you're already my children, but I'm going to increasingly make you sons and daughters who look just like me. Mm-hmm. And there's what I think the, the difference is, is we're, we're all, his children who he loves there's God is love he can do nothing else but love you know Romans 8 says there's nothing that can separate us from his love not even life or death but there's something he's doing which is he's making us look like himself his own character his own nature and that is a process whereby we are opening up our hearts because we're no longer afraid yeah we're no longer trying to hide and once we get done with hiding and thinking God's going to punish me if he if he really takes a look, and instead we trust Him, well, that's when the good stuff really starts happening. Yeah. And this is a journey, uh, and, and I think you know this very. But the last couple of years, especially, here I am. You know, okay, I'm I'm almost sixty, and here I am <laughs> in my late fifties, and I feel like God in some ways has just begun the deeper, deeper process of yeah. of really going in and. and and cleaning up the the you know some of the deeper things that would get in the way of love, mm. love through me and uh, and so two years ago, two and a half years ago, I had a a heart scare i had I ended up getting a stent placed in in one of my main arteries and uh, something I you know none of us kind of see those things coming and uh you know, in addition to really good diet change and other things like that, God started to really worked deeply in my heart and he had taken me to a place of deep trust that he loves me for you know the last 20 years of my life I already had that secure and locked in my daddy loves me that's just the way it is but but in this season he started to go so much deeper mm. and i spent because it was the covid era and there wasn't a lot going on other than zoom calls <laughs> for a while um i had I was spending eight hours a day. Uh, it was in the warm months. It was I was in my backyard, and, and the Lord was just leading me into beautiful places. I would be reading the scriptures, and then he'd say, nope, just put that down, and oh, there's a hummingbird, and all of a sudden I would just get lost in that. And then I would be journaling, and then he would take me over to a different book, and I would read a little bit, and he'd say, no, stop. I want you just to feel my heart in this. Everything was, like, really slowed down. He said, we're not in any hurry here. Mm-hmm. And as we were doing this, one of the most profound things happened. He took me back in my childhood and to when I was in grade school. And there were things that happened in my life. And I had already visited this place before and received some healing, what we call inner healing, where Jesus came uh, and showed me where he was in that memory. Only this time, he took me back again for a very different reason, Barry. He said, this time, we're going to revisit this because I want you to have compassion, compassion on this little boy the same way that I do. And and I started feeling this little boy's dilemma, like what was he supposed to do in the circumstances that surrounded him? And I realized I hadn't done anything wrong I was actually caught up in caught in some things trapped in you know imprisoned by some things around me that i had no control over Mm -hmm. and the lord had such compassion on me so i was crying over that little boy Mm -hmm. and then the most beautiful thing happened is is my wife and i have Mm -hmm. our the art you know the deeper you go with god's love and the more you open up your heart your important relationships also get better and better. They get more intimate, deeper. We also, when we stop hiding from God, we stop hiding from each other as well. Mm. And so, Suzanne and I, my wife, um, Suzanne and I, we, we, uh, have gone so much more deep and, and deeply and intimately in what we share. And, and so, I was sharing all this journey, uh, that I was, that God was taking me through, including this part about having compassion on this little boy and when she heard my story she shared in that compassion she was also weeping for that little boy and I can't even tell you what that was doing in healing up my heart and and just even drawing our relationship even closer and deeper so I wanted to share that because because you're saying what would it look like and it you know sometimes we're thinking it's well, I'll just be nice to everybody. I'll just, you know, <laughs> that's what it's going to look like. Well, yes, you will be kinder to people. You will see people the way God does. But I just wanted to explain there's a process going on whereby that comes about. And it and it's really about entrusting your heart to the one who will only take care of it, who will only heal it with great care.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, oftentimes, and I, and I know what was my own experience, is that, Trust was such a a, a big issue, and um, you know so many children it's not like children learn to trust because they're born with trusting hearts it's they they learn to mistrust because of the wounding and and uh, I think one of the things that it, and I think it's still a, a continuum for me is that how the father wants to restore. That broken trust, that childlike trust, so that we could really not be afraid of him anymore and, and and you know and if there 's anybody out there that really struggles to trust god i my encouragement is that he the father understands why yeah. he, he he knows exactly why you are the way you are and why you feel the way you are, and how trust was broken because and and what was said to me during a prayer ministry time, I just feel like I want to say to anybody who is can listen to this is. It's not your fault. Mm
1: -hmm. You were
0: created with a trusting heart. And I really believe that the Father wants to restore your ability to trust him with all your heart you know and I th- I th- think of when you were talking about seeing God and beholding him I, I thought of the, the scripture in 2nd Corinthians that says that that with unveiled faces we behold the Lord of glory and of course the the reference there is that that Moses or that like Moses came down reflecting the glory of God and, and there had to be a veil that that would just somehow diminish that glory but you know now because what Jesus has done for us, we can actually look God right in the face in <laughs> that transformation from one degree of glory to the next. Eh? Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> so good, so good. I love it. And 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 you just said, Barry. I love how you said it. Where God knows, God knows. It, you know, the scriptures make it very clear. He knows everything about us. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. Yes. And if we don't know his true nature, that feels a little bit scary, and that's why we start hiding. We think, oh, he's going to punish. No, he knows. He knows those places, and um, it's why you can trust him. Um, But uh, he also knows the ones who've hurt us, and he knows this is this is why Jesus said quite a lot about forgiving others, because because the hurtful things have happened to all of us, and and when we don't when we don't forgive, when we hang on to those things, that actually becomes a prison that keeps us locked into a place that's not where God wants us to stay. Yeah. And, uh, and and in my book, Always Loved, uh, I think it's even in the second chapter, I hit it really early on because I know that for most people there are deep father or mother wounds, or if not that, then other caretakers um, who should have loved you in a different way um who maybe loved you to the best of their capacity but because of their own wounding it they they it just carried on and um and so i just want to encourage you know all of you to forgiveness too can be is a journey and uh, sometimes there are different stages of doing that but i think the reason why we often don't want to forgive if we're honest is because it feels like we're letting them off the hook like they got away with it yeah. And I just want to say to you that's that's it's not true every single person with their own choices that they make they're in their own prisons nobody is getting away with with hurt or hurting others we're all we're all feeling the the pain of that in different ways but when you release and forgive mm. and to say to someone uh, you know what I I don't hold this against you anymore I'm I'm letting you off the hook whatever needs you could not meet jesus will meet for for me now whether the person that hurts you is dead or alive it's still really important that you would release them and forgive them and what's going to happen is that's going to open your heart even more to receiving the healing and the love of the father it's already there but what we but when we have unforgiveness it it becomes a hindrance a block it keeps us imprisoned in something that the Father has no intention for you to to be held in by, so I always I always want to make sure I say that. And uh, if you need help with that, that 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 prayer that's I have a prayer that's in the book, and um, uh, I don't know if there's a way. Maybe later I'll try to put it put a link, you know, uh, uh, write the prayer out underneath this, you know, just so that people can see it but uh just in case you're wondering like what does that actually look like Mm -hmm. but but god has freedom for you jesus has already freed you except sometimes we don't experience that freedom until we participate until we agree and release and release people who have hurt us
0: yeah no i i mean and i I would say you know in our own experience there is nothing that as quite as powerful in, in 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 entering into a deeper level of freedom to receive the love of the father is when we're able to in that process forgive those who have hurt us so yeah. um as as we wrap up it's yeah. been so good like could we maybe pray into this you know spend a yeah. few minutes and just ask god just to you know whether it's trust issues whether it's unforgiveness sure. issues whether it's you know seeing yourself through the distorted lens of of that you're not loved you're not good enough you'll you know or yeah. you're in that Performance track where you're always just trying in this ongoing pursuit of love. That uh, yeah, that the Father. I I truly believe whether people are watching real time or afterwards, there's something that it, because our Heavenly Father is such an opportunistic uh, heart for just to to engage with us that He'll use you know uh, anything just to connect with us to be able to say oh, I want to convince you more. Today than yeah. ever before that I, you yeah. are absolutely loved. So, would you just lead us in 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 any any way that you think in ministry, and and I'll just put the music on and uh, see where we go.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, for those of you watching, my my laughter is because whenever whenever I begin to just uh, become aware of. You know, right now, we're stopping to pray and become aware. I feel the joy of the Father. Mm. And it's not just over me, it's over each one of you. And so, I, Father, I'm just so, so grateful. So grateful <laughs> that your love came and, and found me and <laughs> was rescued a thousand times over. And I know that that's your heart for each and every one of your children. Yes. Father, thank you that as As you tell us, there's nothing that separates us, nothing can separate us from your love and uh, and father, there's a lot of things that that we feel like separate us. you know we have this feeling like maybe we're a disappointment we're 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 somehow separated we've separated ourselves, and father, I thank you that that your kindness keeps drawing us back to the truth that we're, we belong that we've always belonged and I, I pray that for every single one who's listening, I pray a sense of deep belonging right now, I just want to release the Father's blessing the Father's blessing over you because he's so in love with you and he says to you, you are my beloved child the one I love mm-hmm. the one I've always loved and my child, you belong to me. You are mine. And I give you my Father's blessing. I give you my Father's blessing. Everything that's mine is yours.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I hold nothing back from you. Yeah. My heart is yours, just as your heart is mine. And I tell you that no matter what, no matter what anyone else has said no matter how you may have thought of yourself I tell you that you are enough Mm. you measure up I made you that way I made you in my image and so my child my inheritance is my presence my inheritance for you is my kingdom it's everything that you need and I am your loving father who gladly, freely gives to you all that you enjoy. And, and so, Father, I'm asking that wherever, uh, any places where we have not been able to believe this truth because of wounding in our lives, because of people who have hurt us, I'm asking, Father, for you to each one that's listening to be able to let go, to release, to forgive to simply say, I'm not going to hold this against you anymore it's too exhausting it's it's taking too much of my energy I'm ready to release you and to move into more and more awareness of the freedom that is mine because of Jesus Mm -hmm. and I know Lord this is a work of your spirit and for those of you who have You know, who have tried to do this before and, and, and sometimes there are people who are still alive who keep wounding you. And so sometimes this is a process where you have to keep forgiving. I just want to speak. I want to say grace to you and the kindness of God. He understands that too. Just keep going. Just keep asking for help. Father, thank you that when, when we ask for help, you are, you're, you're our ever present help. You never leave us. You're always there. And you never asked us to do things to fix ourselves. You said, "No, would you just ask for help? I'll walk you through everything." Yeah. And so even as I told that story earlier, father, of of how you had me have compassion on myself, I believe that's really spoke to some of you who maybe have been pretty harsh with yourself about about past things that happened. Um, some, some, a lot of things that happened years and years ago, maybe as a child, maybe poor choices that you made because of wounding. And I just want you to know your father has compassion on you. He says to you, I, I do have compassion, my child. I was there with you. I know everything that's surrounded the circumstances, not just of that event, but what led to it. And my love supersedes all of that. And with my love, there is no, There is no fear of punishment. Mm. There's no fear of punishment with my love. So you can trust your heart to me and let me share my compassion with you for yourself. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for your promise to restore all things. And when you said all things, you mean all things. Thank you, Father. Thank you for even restoring hope for those that have felt discouraged. Maybe some of the crash and burns. I mentioned some of those that happened to me. And maybe you've crashed and burned in the past or just recently. Can I tell you another opportunity right now for God to display his kindness to you? So, Father, thank you right now. Thank you for displaying your kindness to those who feel like they've crashed and burned so hard there's no hope. But, God, you say otherwise. You say, you say, come to me and rest your head right here on my chest and listen to my heartbeat of love. And for those who hear my heartbeat, this is what it sounds like. Just listen. It sounds like this. I love you. 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 And that heartbeat goes on and on and on. There is no end to his heartbeat of love for you. So whenever you need to, you just listen again and remember, I'm loved, I'm wanted, I belong to my father. I am his treasure child. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: Amen to that, my brother. Amen. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. And uh, wow, that was so rich. I'm just going to ask Mark. I'm going to bring you back on, my brother, if that's okay. And,
1: and uh... great. Thank you, Brent. That was so good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. I particularly liked what you were saying about the way we hide ourselves. Yeah. And we do a good job <laughs> at hiding. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, when the father said to Adam, "Where are you?" He knew the answer. Yeah. And you know, we think we're hiding, but the father knows, mm-hmm. and he's always mm-hmm. seeking to draw us back. That was so, yeah. such a good, so good. Thank, thank, you. thank you, thank you so
2: much. Yeah. Yes. My my delight. Yeah. <laughs> My delight to show the Father for who He is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, thank you again, my friend. And uh, yeah, yes. we'll uh, maybe we can post some of those links that you you know about your Facebook in the comments section. Sure. So sure. if anybody uh, <clears throat> would want to get those links to connect with Brent and and his book, you can just even Google search on Amazon and you can get that as well. I, I yeah. highly recommend it. It is, it it really is a a very very powerful way to, to to yeah. journey deeper into this revelation of love. So and and thank you, Brent, again for for being here and and bless you and and Susanna and your your family and uh, thank yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Blessings on you too as well. This has been a a great joy. Thank yeah.
0: you so much. Ho- hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get you back if that's okay.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely.
0: All right, bless you. Thanks everybody for uh for joining us and we'll see you next week. So, see bye. you next week. Bye. Bless you.